Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. I realize I'm in the crosshairs of the woke mob right now, so before my final nail gets put in my cancel culture casket. We'll get to him, Aaron Rodgers, and break up with yet another actress. Just the worst. Yeah. Right. Okay. Has there any? Has there been anybody who is better served dating a, being engaged to an actress on a show called Big Little Lies? Uh, no, and, uh, yeah, he's, um, it, it is perfect for him. He's just, um, and he loves it, and he yeah. knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. It just, uh, yeah, I'm, look, and I said this, I know we're, we're gonna, we're gonna get to this, uh, uh we need to have this discussion about, uh, the pop culture stuff, but, um, I, I've said this before, I actually kind of enjoyed when he told, the fans at Soldier Field that he owned them mm-hmm. because I mean he does, and then like a week later he turned into a a real just big bigger doofus than we thought he was, you know. So he ruined that for me. Right, he turned it into a bigger word than we're allowed to say on the radio. That's right. Yeah. All right. So that's uh, Chris Ranji. I'm Steve Roseman, and this is Saturday Suckage. We uh, we heard earlier this week Rick Carlisle, the Pacers coach declare Tristan Thompson to be signing with the Bulls because they were going to release him from Indiana. He'll be signing with a team that begins with C and ends with an O and that's Chicago if you couldn't figure that out. Now, the Bulls themselves have not announced whether they've officially signed the guy who gets averages 6.2 points and 5.2 rebounds in 33 games with the Kings and Pacers to play behind Vooch and give the team some kind of inside presence. But what Tristan Thompson also brings is wonderful off-the-court stories like we maybe haven't seen since Dennis Rodman and Madonna and whatever else he was doing. So let's, I decided, let's get some insight. We're going to go to the score hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. So who would know better than E-Channel and my daughter, my diva, Allie, works (laughs) For each channel, and she's a senior reporter there, and here she is. Hi, baby doll. Hey, Dad. <clears throat> so, share with the class all of the Tristan Thompson. Well, whatever he does on the court, that's fine. The sports talk radio people will do that, but we're here for the pop culture stuff. So, what does he bring? What stories, backstories, does Tristan Thompson bring to Chicago? Well, it's. It's almost as complicated as Chris's relationship with Alexa, apparently. Oh, so. It's horrible. It's really horrible. You don't want any part of it. 
I'll just I'll try to get through this quickly because it's very complicated and even for me hard to keep up with. But Tristan, you know, dated Khloe Kardashian. They have a child together. True. She's three. He has another child, um, five-year-old son, Prince. Uh, Chloe and Tristan's relationship the past couple years, on and off. Lots of rumors of infidelity and, you know, that type of situation. And most recently, he, you know, admitted on Instagram in a statement he fathered a child with this uh, a third woman um, who he took full responsibility for and we're we're kind of that's where we're at now. He and Chloe broke up in the spring, and um, he's just posting pictures with his two children now. Um, and I, I mean, that's where we're at. We we can dig into some specifics you're interested in. I'm trying to remember the history here. Is he the first? Okay, because uh, there were a couple of the Kardashians dated. Between a couple of them, they dated several NBA players, right? Yes. Was he the first? Yes. No, I mean, Chloe okay. married uh, Lamar Odom. That's right. That's yeah. right. It was Lamar Odom. And I think she dated James Harden for a little while. Uh, Kendall dates, dates NBA players, currently yep. dating one. Um, there's there's a lot of, of NBA Kardashian crossover. Our guest from eChannel is my daughter, Allie Rosenblum, senior reporter for eChannel. So so does Tristan Thompson, has he in previous stops, such as Sacramento and Indiana, Indiana are, um, and this stuff gets, how does he react when the this kind of news gets brought up or questions get asked or some 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 athletes might be bothered by it, some athletes might appreciate it, might smile at it, some might take it. Just okay. It's part of the deal. How is he? Do you, are you aware of how he's re- responded previously? He has a tough lawyer, who you know is his representative speaking for him publicly. Um, and when it really calls for it, he'll he'll make statements on Instagram. Um, and then Chloe will respond with like you know by not responding directly and posting inspirational quotes or quotes that one may, you know, connect to the recent events in her life. Um, very veiled quotes. So he'll, he'll address it when he feels like he needs to. Um, and then sometimes his lawyer will get involved. And, yeah. Okay. So, so I mean, I guess it's, it's almost resolved? Or never. Resolved or never resolved. Sense. And I guess it's, there's a resolution and nothing ever happening, maybe. I don't know. Well, you, I don't know if continuing to do the same thing over and over is, is a resolution. And, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. however that works out for him, it, it works out for him. Um, but as far as he and Chloe are concerned, they're just trying to co-parent. True. And uh, our sources say that Chloe has moved on and it just wants to co-parent with him. So that's where they're at. Okay, so let's talk about the the – Red ass quarterback in Green Bay wearing what Les would call the the colors of vomit green and urine yellow, and he, Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley no longer a thing. No, no longer a thing. They reportedly recently broke up after being engaged for a year. Uh, they were just two very different people. 
according to sources. Um, they were both focused on their careers, obviously two very different careers, t- taking them in separate directions, but they apparently remain on good terms and are supportive of each other. I mean, even back in September, uh, Aaron did an interview with Hope Living. He said they had planned to spend the next four months apart. He was focusing on football. She was, you know, she's based out of L.A., but filming a project elsewhere. And the speculation recently of a split started when she was photographed not wearing her engagement ring anymore. Oh. And neither of them have directly addressed or confirmed the end of this relationship. But it's being widely reported that it is over. So so it wasn't because uh, however many months into this thing that she just suddenly realized that Aaron Rodgers is a huge dingus. She did, that's not why. Well, it was a whirlwind romance, so things did move very quickly between them, and perhaps as she got to know him, maybe that's what she got to know. I have okay. I haven't heard that, but I mean, it sounds it sounds like a good guess. Yeah, like knowing. just w- woke up one day and said, "This guy sucks." <laughs> <laughs> Worse than this show. This guy just yes. sucks. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he does. So, so they were originally. I learned this last night, Ranger, that um, that this whole thing fomented because of an an award winning actress that Bears fans can now hate, right, Baby Doll? Sort sort of. It's it was confusing because when he came out and confirmed their engagement, uh, or that he was engaged during his NFL MVP honors award, one of the people that he thanked was Jodie Foster, who co-starred with Shailene in The Mauritanian. And so fans got insane about this. Like, speculation, did Jodie Foster, does she know Aaron Rodgers? Did she hook them up? And Jodie later clarified um, in her Golden Globes speech um, that she is a huge Packers fan. It was a conversation that she had talked a lot about with Shailene on set but that she doesn't know Aaron and allegedly did not connect them, but perhaps maybe she encouraged the connection because she's a huge Packers fan. So, you know, if you're a Jody fan, but you don't like the Packers, maybe you have an issue now. Did she live in Wisconsin or something? Because I thought she was from California. I I don't know, but she's, she, she loves the Packers. Okay, and my daughter, our guest is my daughter, Allie Rosenblum from uh, eChannel, and she's a senior report, senior digital reporter there. So, so she's a also a maniac Cubs fan, oh, and yeah. and so Grandpa Rossi has become. She's here for all the Grandpa Rossi stories. So as long as we're talking pop culture and sports, and we're talking um, this kind of gossip, give us the latest on. Grandpa Rossi's romance. Well, nothing makes me happier than when E News gets to cover the Cubs. So the <laughs> obviously the 2016 World Series, best night of my life. That was fun. And then you know David Ross uh, did all the appearances and SNL, and then he went on Dancing with the Stars. So he's just like part of our conversation, which is just it's so exciting. And then. Um, in May of 2021, Tori DeVito, uh, actress from Chicago Med and The Vampire Diaries, just randomly posted this picture with David Ross saying she loves him and they're still going strong. She just posted a picture of him uh, confessing her love 
for him again on Valentine's Day. And it makes me happy. If Grandpa Rossi is happy, then I'm happy. <laughs> this this man knows how to do it. Like, he's still <laughs> yes, easily, he does. Good for him, man. Like, he's uh, he's in his 40s, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think he's 50 yet. He looks he's 100 like, with that beard. Someone should tell him. Ah, <laughs> I, I th- well, okay, when, you, when you're bald, the best thing you can do is grow a beard. Why? Do you it need kinda, to look it, older? Do you need well, you to need look to have, AARP eligible? You have to have some hair in your head area. So, <laughs> like, all bald beard. dudes have beards. Like, all it, of them almost. Michael Jordan doesn't. He does okay. He Except looks okay. Michael. Michael doesn't have to do... It's Michael. He doesn't have to do any of that crap. Uh, Allie, is, um, what is the, as far as you're concerned, the most interesting athlete-celebrity relationship, either now or recent? Well, it's it's got to be it's got to be Chloe and Tristan. Okay. It's just consistent. There's just consistently something going on between them. And not only that, we saw Tristan go on a you know redemption tour, appearing on many episodes of Keeping Up with the Kardashians on their final season. Um, so you know he was very much part of that reality TV world too. And I think he's he's the athlete that just consistently keeps coming up especially at e you know yeah really more than brady and aaron Rodgers. well aaron Rodgers is very much in the mix too i mean we also he he campaigned really hard to host jeopardy and obviously we're all happy that didn't work out um but he, he was part of that conversation too um, and, you know, all the other weird things he says. Uh, and he dated Olivia Munn. So, yeah. And then Tom Brady. I mean, of, of all the all the Super Bowls and all the Instagram pictures of Giselle supporting him and their, like, cute kids. And, you know, Tom Brady drunkenly uh, falling off the boat during his Super Bowl parade. We love it. Yes. Well, you can't forget that. <laughs> Baby doll, thank you for joining us. We have a th- just so you know, we have a six three zero texture to the score saying your daughter is great. I'd smoke a bowl to this as a weekly segment. Oh my god! <laughs> so anyways, how thanks. Do you, thank how you. do you feel about your father and his his horrible horrible pot habit? <laughs> <laughs> She'd have to answer that in between vaping. So. Oh, okay. Oh, so it's a it's a family a, a activity. I love it. Yeah, I have you know, no w, WB Club had to start somewhere, didn't it? There you go. All right, thanks, baby doll. Appreciate your Thank time. Thank you. All right. Okay. That is my daughter Allison works for uh, E News E Channel. She's a senior digital reporter. And there you go. We're caught up on pop culture. I I just I don't really I don't get the Rogers thing. I mean, okay, he's wealthy. Yeah, That's attractive. I guess he's a reasonably good-looking fella. Um, he's well known he's in a, a in a crystal meth sort of way. Given the yeah, 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 and he's a you know he's a quarterback, so he's he's in shape. He's an athlete, whatever. But he's just he's just a I don't know. He's such a bag. Like I mean, can you? Well, I don't. Why understand. do you think everyone in Hollywood would be normal? That would be an attractive thing to a, the, the the paranoia, the neuroses, the the. The large, the, the the large swaths of of character blemishes in Hollywood would seem to fit with what we know and have heard from Aaron, well, ab- about and from Aaron Rodgers. Olivia Munn could do better. <laughs> Danica Patrick could do better. Olivia Munn has John Mulaney now. 
Yeah. Yeah, he's he's probably nice. Well, he's funny. Intentionally he's funny. funny. Aaron Rodgers yes. is is not intentionally funny. Well, the cancel culture is out to yeah. get me. Oh, God. Yeah. I got your woke God, I can't here. wait till his career is canceled. Yeah. So 229 says, oh, 229's counteracting it on Allie. Hey, wait, she didn't suck. She cannot be a regular. Well, there you go. Okay. Ah, uh, that's a good point. So this is the, um, we have some business to get to before we get to an interview that Parkinson Spiegel did with Blackjack McDowell. And we'll bring that to you in the second half of this. You have, you, as in your life, in your White Sox life, you have always some relationship with Blackjack, right? I think I only met him once. He wasn't at the ballpark a lot. Not that I saw anyway. Yeah. Not when I was there. I don't know if he wasn't welcome or just chose you know, be on the road making his music. He didn't leave under good circumstances. He was, I, he's always seemed to be at almost at it, war with his own franchise for not feeling they put him in a position to win, put the team in a position to win. Yeah, I think, I, I mean, by the time he was done playing and I was working there, yeah. it had been, there's so much time removed that I don't think that was as much of a problem anymore. I know I had interviewed him once in the past maybe twice so we've spoken and i think we met one time outside of that um for sure but he's he's an interesting fella there's no no question about I, that I, I love the guy he wasn't afraid to and not doing it with in, in any kind of anger angry voice you've heard a lot about you know you we've both interviewed athletes who can get angry especially ball players and it comes to the trading deadline and you know i remember robin ventura in that roll Robin Ventura away at the white flag trade said, I didn't know the season was open. It was mm-hmm. over in August, right? Yep. But Jack would regularly criticize the team for not adding on at the trading deadline. Give us a chance. We want to do this, but not in any kind of screaming, not in any loud tones. And I really thought it was, he was, there was a, a measured, there was a logic to it and a and a fire to it, and I love the guy. I always thought he was. I always compared him to Jack Morris. He was that kind of guy that the numbers didn't do. The numbers didn't show what kind of guy he was and right. what kind of pitcher he represented. I always I always put him in in that profile. And I think I like when an athlete is willing to in the middle of the career not. You know, not waiting until they're no longer with the team before mm-hmm. they're truthful. I like to hear an athlete say, hey, you know, help us get better. And it's important to remember that that was a long time ago, but I think it, it still applies now. When you're close to a trade deadline in any sport, you cannot really overestimate the bump that gives to players in season when they find out they're about to get a, like a, a dude, like a guy's going to join the team and make them better. Mm-hmm. It do, Like when we always talk about that shot in the arm, you know, make this trade, it'll give them a shot in the arm. It, it does, you know? And I think that that's something that you should keep in mind or teams should keep in mind instead of saying stuff like, we like the team we have, we're just going to stick with this and, and write it out and think we can be competitive. Sometimes, like for example, when the White Sox when the players found out that they were uh, acquiring Jake PV, and I think it was 08 or 09, if I remember, when they found out that trade was happening, some of the pitchers, 
and they, I think, I believe they found out in the middle of a game, and Burley was one of them. Um, I can't remember who the other two were, but they went back into the clubhouse and they all did a shot. Like they did a shot of Jameson or something. <laughs> I didn't know that. Like Makers or Jameson or, or shot, something. Huh? Yeah, it was like, holy crap, we're getting this guy. Shot like of he's, Jake. Like, like imagine what that does for you. Yeah. It, 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 you send a message to your team that you're good and we think you can win even more games, so we're going to give you more help. Like it's. It, it, it is such an important thing, and I think teams should consider that when they get close to trade deadlines. I love I, – I, I did not know that was the story. That was well done. But I loved the the in-game – usually the in-game um, – <clears throat> the in-game trade tip-off is yeah. when a guy walks through the dugout and he's and – and it's all hugs, right? Yeah. But the yeah. best one – was when the Cubs got Kimbrel, and Schwarber walks out to left field, and the bo- and he's telling the bullpen what's going on, and he just bends over and and starts in the Kimbrel motion oh, with yeah. the, the chicken wings. <laughs> I thought that was just that was just yeah. so great. Where he starts doing the Kimbrel. I forgot who it was. There was a uh, there was a Detroit Tiger when the Tigers were in town. I'm sure somebody could remind me who was in the middle of the game. He had to they had to call him off the field in the middle of an inning. He was in center field, I think center field, um, and he had to come off the field in the middle of the game because he had just gotten dealt. I think little stuff like that is, and everybody knew what yes, was happening. What was happening, right? That was the because story. you don't make a defensive replacement in the middle of like the fifth inning for no reason. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unless like you're Bobby Cox cool. and it's Andrew Andrew Jones. So oh, yeah, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we will uh we again we will eventually play the other side of the uh the other side of the Jack interview. And then we gotta take a break. We come back and I did there was somebody who wanted to use Les's explanation of the three technique for ringtone, which might oh, be no. a very long ringtone, but I think that we could all benefit by it. Because Ranji's here and he Sits in on the Grobstein shift. We just had Mark Grody on. He sits on the Grobstein shift. So I think that we need to do this as as yet another version of a tribute. So that that's what we're going to do. We call this a tease in the radio business. <laughs> Steve Rosenblum. He's, he's Chris Ranchi. You're know. the best. We'll find out what he's stolen before we get out of here today on Saturday Socket. Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. This is Sports Radio 670, The Score, Chicago's sports station. Welcome in, welcome back. Saturday Suckage, Steve Rosenblum and Chris Ranji. And um, we're all request sports talk radio because that's what we are, that's what we do. <laughs> and by the way, Steve. Yes, it was It was the White Sox in Detroit. At the trade deadline in uh. 2014, Austin Jackson was part of the the David Price trade with Tampa. Ah, Austin and, and, Jackson. Yeah, and Gordon Beckham was batting, and he was in the middle of the at bat, and Brad Osmus <laughs> came out to the plate and like, uh, yeah, we, my, I, my need, time out. <laughs> yeah, we need him. So, uh, yeah, Gordon <laughs> Beckham, by the way, re- retired and announced it by saying he retired in the same year as his good buddy Buster Posey so they could go into the Hall of Fame together. <laughs> I love Gordon Beckham. Beckham is a he's a really really good dude. Yeah. Yeah. And part of his problem was I it was there was a lot of mental 
stuff there. Like he just he couldn't get out of his own head and and I think he was down on himself a lot, which does ha- happen to, you know, some players, but And there were a lot of voices in his head, not just his yeah. own. That was that's the way it played Definitely. out. Some guys can handle it, some can can they change this, do this. It was like, oh man. But he remained he and you hear him on broadcast too. He's he's a he's a great He's a great voice to have on a broadcast, and he yeah. did, obviously has a real good sense of self at this point. And I think he would be really good, you know, give him some time and refine things and figure out how to be more concise with analysis in the middle of a game. But he's just, he's smart. Um, he's hes learned a lot, and he's sort of a, a student of baseball. So I think he could do that job someday for somebody if he wanted to. Speaking of that, here's why, here's why you can... I don't know. There's no baseball now, and the here's why owners largely like he can't be on the owner side. So they release a statement. We regret that without a collective bargaining agreement in place, we must postpone the start of spring training games until no earlier than Saturday, March 5th. All 30 clubs are unified in their strong desire to bring players back to the field and fans back to the stands. Understand, the owners orchestrated this. Lockout. It's a lockout. It's not a strike. It's a lockout. So, learners did that. Then came this note from Bill Shaken of the LA Times. Gonzo passed this along to me, Mark Gonzalez. On the day MLB said spring training games through March 4th would be postponed, the Dodgers told at least some season ticket holders they must pay in full for all-star game tickets by April 14th. Just, owners, I mean, the owners aud- hate you, fans. They're playing God. you for stupid right now. The the audacity, yeah, the audacity, and and they, I, I hope fans are. I, I know fans are getting smarter. I don't know if they're getting wiser to this though quickly enough, mm. because in 1994, and it was a little bit of a different situation, but still, Major League Baseball that year forced the hand of the players. They they made them do that. That wasn't just the players being greedy and, hey, we're going to do this now. Um, they they made that happen. MLB made that happen. And everybody, you remember, furious only at the players. Mm-hmm. Like like 95% of the Because the, the picture anger... was them walking off the field. Yeah. 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 But I think now more and more people are smarter about it. And they understand the situation. They understand what the league and the owners are trying to do. Not everybody, not Jim Bowden, uh, but a lot of people are. And I'm I'm glad about that because the players are right about what's happening here. They're using social media um, with great agility and yep. great effectiveness, and good for them. I listen. I want baseball to happen. But I also want the union and the players to say, no, nah, we're gonna we're not giving in this time. We're just we're not doing it. And I hope they I hope they take it as far as they can take it. I really do. I don't want them to cave this time. It's really interesting that it, it is to this point when baseball under Marvin Miller, baseball union, baseball players association, MLBPA, established itself as the strongest um the strongest union. Mm-hmm certainly in sports, and the most vexing to owners because they all maintained their spine. They stayed out, they stayed out, they stayed out, they got what they wanted. And in the last several negotiations, baseball players have taken a, a lot of offers 
Yep. And they're trying to get it back, and the owners don't want to give it back now. And I've just, I was, I got to say, early on, I was, I was always the players are greedy. The players are greedy when I was young, and then I look at it, go, why? So was I. And why am I, why am I on the side of billionaires? Why am I on the side of the people with more money? I don't pay. I don't think anybody pays to see Chairman Reinsdorf be chairman. They do pay to see Lucas Giolito throw all those pitches. They do say pay to see Louis Robert become, you know, the, the whatever Mike Trout was and that kind of stuff. That's what I, I, I changed in that. And money had a lot to do with it. And the players now, I don't know how strong they are. I would like to be with you on that. I don't know how strong they, they are. They, if if you judge by social media, they sound like they're in on this, mm-hmm. but we haven't gotten to the point yet where real games are getting lost. So that could change in a month. It could change in a couple of weeks. It might be three months, or the union may have everybody on board here, and I, I hope they do. I hope they push this as far as they can possibly push it and get some ground back because not only is ownership around the league wanting to hold steady they want to gain some ground themselves like they haven't already done that over the last 20 years yeah i so, will, we'll see what happens i don't yep I, I don't know um but as we are all request radio we had a a fan of the show a listener of the show and we have a by the way in completing our alexa our, our alexa question our alexa your alexa war I heard from my ex-wife, Allie's mother, that she heard the interview and got a kick out of it by asking her Alexa to play the score. Oh, well. So, yeah, so that's how it came out. I mean. Not Lesta. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to Lesta now. At All Request Radio, we had a listener who wanted to make his ringtone Lesta's explanation of the three technique that the Bears are going to need now. So here you go. We're all request sports on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Tommy is checking in. Tommy, how are you? Question for you. I'm confused on what a regular technique and a three-technique lineman is. I'd like you to explain it to me if you could. A three-technique. It's something. It's, it's a newer type of uh, situation, but I'm going to try to uh, tell you what, what they – there's different ways of describing what a three-technique is. And so I'm confused. All right. I, yeah, I, all right. I, I, I've been hearing it like I feel like just this year, and I'm like, well, what's the difference? All right, I'm going to tell you. Three technique A gaps. Well, basically, coaches have spent some 80 plus years trying to do different things. And what they do with the three technique, it's to try to, uh, an offense tries to move the ball 10 yards, and 11 guys try to stop them, blah, blah, blah. So, how do we get to cover one, cover two, three? Quarters, man-to-man zone, blitzes, stuff like that. Basically, a lineman is set up for different positions along the line, and their roles are responsibilities trying to uh, do certain things. And what most people know about the three-technique defensive tackle, you know a few more of them the more you're in the NFL. And basically, the way it is set up, um, they can't agree. Different coaches have different things. There's a thing called the zero technique, and Vince Wilfork is involved with that. They have a guy named Pat Williams up there in Minnesota. He plays the one technique. The three technique, it's a 4-3 pass rushing tackle like Tommy Kelly. Does that answer that a little bit for you, Tommy? Well, it's Polkats, Tommy, by the way. Okay, cool. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that answers my question. Yeah. I, I appreciate it, Robert. Sean Rogers, Kyle Williams, and Kevin Williams were all considered. And, of course, Kevin and Pat played together, and they were known as the Williams Wall up there, too. But uh, they're not together up Let there. Let me ask anyway. you a question, caller. Henry Cotto or Jerry Martin? Now you're getting silly. Take care, Tommy. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score, Chicago's sports station. All right, welcome in, welcome back, and goodbye. We uh, we on Saturday Suckage want to say happy birthday to Trash Panda. He's not here. Cesar Perez is. He handled everything flawlessly, wonderfully. There you go. Chris Ranji, uh, thank you so much for sitting in for Mark Rohde and really embracing the spirit of Suckage. So can you just give the audience a quick list of what you're going to... Did you steal something that you can trade for a set of tires in order to get them all fixed? Oh, absolutely. I think what I stole is worth four tires, but I'm only only taking one tire. Okay, we should explain to people who weren't here at the start that you... You had a flat tire. You needed to stay at yeah. somebody's house, and you did. You stayed at a friend. He opened his doors to you. He gave you a roof. He gave you a basement in which to broadcast for this show, and you decided to steal something of his Bears treasure trove so you can get a set of tires out of it. Boy, you said that perfectly. Yeah. Okay. I just yeah. want to make yeah. sure I had the story straight for when the police questioned me about it as far as what I knew about this crime. No, they they won't care. No. It's out of their jurisdiction, the police you talk to. Yeah, it's true. All right. I want to thank Rick Camp, and I want to thank Mark Grody for not being here, but he was here. I want to thank my daughter, Allie, for getting us up to date on uh, pop culture and sports. Ranger, thanks for sitting in, and we will now bring you the um, – and when are you on – when are you doing the Grobstein shift? Oh, let's see, uh, Thursday morning and Friday morning, midnight to 5. All right, so everybody call in. Start at midnight and then be good and drunk by the time it's 4.30. Is that what the – is that your the hour you, you're requesting most of the phone calls, Ranger? That is correct. All right, that'll be great. We're going to bring you an interview with Blackjack McDowell uh, that – uh, aired was done by Parkins and Spiegel. Thank you all for listening and tolerating Saturday Suckage. Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. And we are thrilled to be joined by the 93 Cy Young winner and White Sox fan favorite on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Black Jack McDowell. Jack, thank you so much for the time. How are you doing today? Ah, doing all right, man. What's going on? Hey, a little stick figure right there coming in. Jack, I saw you and stick figure at Martyrs, Lincoln, Irving, and Damon. What, 96? I'm trying to remember. Um, but it was a good show. So it's a, I'm a little late to tell you. That's fair <laughs> to say, but good show that night. Yeah, it's been a while. Now they've gotten rid of so many of those smaller theaters. That's kind of why I kind of dropped out of it for a little bit. Do you still play, like even in the basement or or with folks or whatever? Once it's in you, it's... Uh, I mean, I just recently started re- rewriting songs and just kind of recording them on the, uh, on you know, just kind of doing demos on my computer now for a little bit. And I'm not sure if I'm going to get back into it or not. Well, it's uh, rewarding, I'm sure, and uh, always appreciated your passion for music as as well as baseball. So nice to talk to you. Are you right. enjoying getting back into the music thing? Then I mean, you're just doing it for fun. You said, yeah, it's cool. I like it. I like I like projects. I like when you're going to go work on something and you finish it and it's done and it's right there. So that's that's always <laughs> a good thing. Music. 
So, you know, there's so many things we'd love to talk to you about, but obviously baseball's in a really weird spot right now. They announced today that spring training will be will be delayed. You went through a work stoppage, obviously, in 94. Plenty of differences, but, of course, still some similarities. What was it like to go through that uh, as a player? Because I'd imagine a lot of players right now, obviously, it's there going through it for the first time. Yeah, and the, you know, the toughest part is, you know, getting ready to get ready for spring training as you know what your normal projection is of when you should start throwing, when you should start getting ready physically to go to spring training. Now, if it's going to be a month later, you know, it might be messed up, so you don't know what to do. And back in then, you know, back in 94, that's kind of where I was at. I wasn't really prepped for – spring training we didn't know anything and then just kind of out of the blue the whole thing ended and they're like okay you know we got to see you in spring training in two days <laughs> i was like whoa i mean i was i had had my first child in mid-february of that year of 1995 and so we were in chicago and my whole family's in california and we flew out there to introduce the kid to all of his family and i get the call when i'm out there Oh. And it was like, okay, and I didn't even know if I was going to be still with the White Sox or if I if the trade that was supposedly illegal. I was told it was illegal that they that they made whether I was going to be on the Yankees or not. So I get a call from the Yankees like they got we got you got to be in Florida in two days. I was like, okay, so I'm going to go to spring training. I got to fly back to Chicago, just grab my baseball stuff, and go to spring training. Where am I going to live <laughs> when we go to New York? I had no clue. You know, it was just a really tough way to begin a season that way. Yeah, that's insane, man, because it was three weeks of spring training, plus you get the official news of a trade that you thought was coming. I mean, w- was your body even ready? Was your arm ready? Was your mind ready when the season starts three weeks after April 2nd? Well, we weren't in as good a shape. I mean, you can go look. It wasn't. I didn't have that great of a start of a season, uh, but the, but towards the end, I did okay and did a little bit better. But ended up getting hurt at the end of the season. But go look at Jimmy Key. Jimmy Key, you know, lasted two starts and then blew his arm out and was out for the season. So, and I, I haven't really checked to see how many other guys got hurt during that year because they weren't ready to get into it. Well, there were injuries were way up during the the COVID shortened season with the the weird start and stop nature of of that whole thing. So we're kind of expecting that might happen again this year. Well, the the injuries are up every year with all the stuff that they're jamming down these pitchers' throats instead of just letting them do what they do and be able to build up their stuff and all the you know it's all about velocity. So they do all this stupid overweight lifting and all this stuff that you're not supposed to do if you're a pitcher and they're doing it all. And that's why the injury rate is up crazy every year now. So what are they, what are they doing wrong? What are they doing wrong? Overlifting with their arms, trying to get strong, everyone throwing with the weighted balls. I mean, from high school and college up now, I see all these guys throwing weighted balls and doing all this stuff. Like when that is not the way to do stuff, you know, but they think that everyone thinks that velocity is the main thing, but it's actually command and, you know, being able to pitch back and forth, up and down, in and out is how you get people out. 
ain't just you throw hard, but you know, it's a, it's just the way things are going right now. The, the metric stuff, they think that that's so important that that's what they're jamming down everyone's throats. And so real pitchers that know how to pitch and get guys out that ain't throwing, you know, a hundred miles an hour with their new technology that they're measuring with, you know, they didn't even get a chance to move forward. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. I was looking at your stats, Jack. In 1993, you had a decision in every one of your first 27 starts, either a win or a loss. That's never going to be broken. You know, starters don't go deep enough. What what are fans losing by not seeing starters go deep with regularity like you always did? Well, they're losing the maximization of your best guys. If you were one of the five stars, it was because you were one of the top five pitchers on your team, and so you got used. Now they're going to pay a guy $40 million and only throw him five innings a game, only throw him half a game. It doesn't make any sense. And think about this. Think about this back in the day when here's what you heard. Okay, hey, the good starting pitchers, if you don't get on them early in a game – and they get in their rhythm, and they get going, and they get going, then they've got the win, right? You've, you've heard that a million times, right? Mm-hmm. But nowadays, the metrics people say no. You know, the third time that they see a pitcher is the toughest time for that guy to make an out because he's already seen your other pitchers and all that. Well, wait a minute. Why does that change? You're not even allowing the reality of real baseball to make its way there. And that was real baseball. Whereas, you know what? Hey, if we're going, you know that, you know, sometimes, hey, my split's not working the first couple of innings, but I'll get it going. And, you know, if you don't get me earlier and I get my rhythm going and get everything going, then, you know, you're going to be good. And that's how it was. And that's the reality. But that's not a measurable thing with technology. And so anything that's not measured with technology nowadays is considered false. I'm getting a sense that you don't love analytics, Jack. <laughs> no, joke. It's a, it's a joke. If there was anything that actually helped the game and helped me coach people and help win games and help guys get better, I would definitely be into it. You know, but there isn't a single thing that they've come up with that actually does positivity towards anything in this game. It's actually taken away. It's taking away a lot of the positivity of a lot of things in the, in the actual game of baseball. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.
We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.